everyone. Welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Elaine. And my name is Cody, and you're listening to the third year here. We officially passed our third year mark last episode as we did a Reckless on the Road while we were out hiking. And this is our first episode in studio going on three year, over three years of this podcast, which is mind-blowing. Holy moly, we've done this for three years. We've went through a lot of changes, a lot of uh, movements and such, and here we are, still going strong, so that's that's kind of cool. And today, we are talking about how not to be offended online. Ooh, yeah. Somebody's so, going to be offended by that. Mm, yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, I heard a really interesting phrase a while back now. I've probably even mentioned it sometime in the last 15 episodes, you know, <laughs> that it's happened since I've heard that. But uh, it was something along the lines of, man, I haven't been online in so long. How am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to be offended at? And it just resonated so much with me that I just got off Facebook almost exclusively. I still have Facebook. I just don't get on Facebook. Um, I'm sorry to our nomads group because we have not been as active on that. And that is just because for my mental health, really. And I think you're kind of on board with me now on that, too, which I'll let you talk to in a moment but gosh it's been a while now that i've been off of facebook specifically facebook and this whole conversation came up is because elaine has also been on facebook for a little while and she made a comment to me today she's like i got on facebook just to see because i haven't been on and how long has it been since you like since you've been on facebook up until today well i've actually been so with me i haven't been off off like you have so i still <clears throat> log on i still check things and stuff mostly my notifications um but for me i haven't really posted much mm -hmm. i've been kind of lurking here and there but i haven't really been engaging with any groups specifically nomads and everything and it's only like in spurts it's only for a few seconds just whatever comes up in like the first three posts i see and then i just kind of log off but last night I actually had some free time and I was like, well, I'm just going to scroll, you know, a little bit. And for about an hour, I mean, I kind of hopped through Facebook, Instagram and TikTok back and forth. But for about an hour, I was on my phone just scrolling through my news feeds. And because I haven't really been on for more than like five minutes at a time in the past, like two weeks, really, this is the longest I'd been on there. And the more I scrolled, not the, I, I wasn't angry, so I, I wasn't really trying to like be offended or get angry or whatever. But the more I scrolled, the more I saw other people were offended at everything. At everything, and I kind of lo or I logged off and told Cody, I was like, everyone is mad at something, yeah. and I was just like, wow, can we not just like chill for a moment and just share like the happy positive things? Like everywhere, literally from every side imaginable, somebody was upset about something. Yeah, and so like. That was my big reason for getting off Facebook in the first place. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I can get on TikTok, and if I scroll for long enough, I'm going to see someone's political opinion or religious opinion just because we're in that space, um, specifically with the religion side of it. Uh, I will see someone upset about something or, hey, did you see this happen? I can't believe so-and-so did that or whatever. That's pretty normal. Like, it doesn't I, – I guess, like, it's easy for me to just scroll on past that. But Facebook, I even hopped on today for the first time in forever just to see because you were like ranting and raving about how everyone's ranting and raving. And I was like, yep, OK. So like 10 out of the 12 posts I saw was someone complaining about something. And I was just like, swipe, close, gone. 
And so that's why I don't keep Facebook on my home screen anymore. Uh, on iOS, you have the cool new feature where you can remove something from your home screen without deleting the app 100%. So you have to actually search for it or go into your library to find it. And mine's just tucked away, way off in the back corners somewhere. Because I have just no desire. And I've realized, like, let me kind of preface this. It's not biblical to turn a deaf ear to the needy. It is not biblical to ignore real things going on in the world around you. You very much should be aware and you should care and you should have a heart for those things. But at the same time, a lot of this is just hype stuff and it's making mountains out of less than molehills like well, it's distracting from the actual real problems that we should be, quote, offended about. Right. And, you know, like, it's just, there's, it's kind of one of these things. And, like, I know that a lot of people disagree with me on this. And I really don't care. Like, you're entitled to your opinion. But I've always kind of felt like, for instance, school violence wouldn't be as big a deal if we would quit, glor- air quotes on glorifying it, but glorifying it on TV. If we quit talking about all the problems, the problems wouldn't happen because people wouldn't be inspired to cause the problems. The same can be said. It's, you know, I want to say, like, I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment 100%, but I get where he's coming from. But Morgan Freeman is famed for the quote of, like, if you want to end racism, quit talking about it. And now I'm not saying to not talk about racism, not not address racist problems, but when you're constantly hyping it up and not letting things move on if you don't give people room to move on to grow if you can't keep them locked in this backward state of mind then they never grow and it just is a perpetual problem another interesting thing i saw a piece about a news meeting where okay so if you're like unfamiliar with this it's a huge thing on like short form video apps like tiktok instagram reels stuff like that is uh Gen Zers making fun of millennials for skinny jeans and side parts. And of course, that's exactly what we were made fun of from our parents who were like older generations. And so like there's this division. The interesting thing is I've never actually heard anyone making fun of such things. I've only heard people talking about how people make fun of such things. So this whole news conference, they were doing a story on it. It was like some behind the scenes stuff. And they were talking about how this was intentional to keep a division because they don't want people to be in unity. And this is reporters saying this, like people who are creating the news stories behind the scenes were saying this stuff. And it's just like, wow, you know, the people who are like right-wing conspirators are getting played. The people who are like left-wing liberators, if you will, are getting played. And we're all getting played to cause division. And the only reason they can do that is because we give people the authority to do that. We are online so much, so engaged, so constantly consumed with what the next little meaningless thing, like a company removing a book that has their, they're completely enabled to do that. You're, you're fine to do that. You can remove a book if you want to, if you find it to be racist or what have you. I'm not saying it is or isn't like, it's not my education. Like I've read some stuff on it. I understand why they did it. Like I get it good for them, whatever. Uh, Also at the same time, like we grow and we can't change the past of what we have been. And like, there's, there's acceptance to that too, which I think part of that is growing and changing and maybe just rewrite the book. I don't know, whatever well, it is. But. And I was going to say which inspired me of like, so many of us are trying to rewrite history, yep. but many of us should be thinking about rewriting the future 
you know, like you said, you can't change what happened. Bad things happened. And it's great to have conversations of like, wow, that was a terrible mindset or wow, we have moved on or we have grown or, you know, this no longer serves us or whatever. And I don't necessarily think that you should get rid of everything ever because it did happen and you learned a lesson from it, whether it's, hey, let's keep doing this or, hey, actually don't ever do that again. Mm -hmm. But it's that reminder of like, this is where we were and this is how far we've come. But if you just like get rid of everything, delete everything or offended about everything, cancel everything later on in the future, you can't look at how far you've grown. You can't look at how far you've like came from the old mindset that you you used to have. And I feel like a lot of the intentions of rewriting history, I, I do feel like a lot of the intentions are pure. A lot of the intentions of, hey, this is not a good thing. Let's not have this keep happening. Let's not have the same mindset. Let's not keep doing these same actions. But at the same time, by glamorizing it, by glorifying it, by overpopulating, like talking about it so much gets people. It's just like the whole like sin mindset of, oh, I can't sin, I can't sin, I can't sin. Well, what do you do? You go sin. Like if you have an addiction or if you have a certain mindset that you're trying not to think of, you know, it's it's in psychology. It's like the more you think about not doing something, the more you do it and or want to do it. And I feel like it's the same thing with all of this. Yes, we should have the conversations about racism, sexism, all of that stuff. That's great. But the more we keep bringing up the past, the more we're going to keep being divided and the more we're going to keep having that same mindset that we are so like trying so hard to get rid of. Yeah. And I think that there's a balance to it. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, if you read back through, you know, the stories of Columbus and everything, like we have erased so much of history, like we have a tendency to do that of like, especially in America, let's just go out everywhere. Let's just, I mean, everywhere did that. Like, that was kind of part of a lot of um, very manipulative, like, I guess, like governmental schemes or even religious schemes. Uh, The Catholic Church, all these different things throughout history is if they can control knowledge. Like, why do you think that the Catholic Church outlaws books? Because, like, why was reading considered, like, heresy and witchcraft for so long? Well, because they want to control. It all comes down to control, control, control. And now it's easy. Because they can just feed you a video, and if you sound confident, you buy it. And it goes back into the confirmation bias that we've talked about before, or whatever the, the, I can't remember the name of it, but basically like the first piece of information you hear, it takes like five times the effort to unbelieve that thing, because your brain wants to latch onto the very first thing you hear as truth. So that's why like... It's important to indoctrinate kids young with religion. And it speaks because into like people's fears and stuff. Absolutely. It's... It grabs a hold, and then you have to fight to undo all of that. So there's a lot of all of that kind of stuff. But the biggest thing that I'm wanting to talk about or like kind of tie back into is just realizing like I don't think many of us realize how much what we read controls us as opposed to what we read informs us. And it's one thing to be informed, but in to be informed is to come without a bias. To be informed is to present a piece of information without a bias or opinion attached. And there are very few things in life that set out to inform anyone anymore. It is now positioned to control or to manipulate. We need, we being 
the, you know, whatever entity you want to call it, Satan or the government, <laughs> you want to look at it. There needs to be division, right? What is the whole thing? The great deceiver, like the divider. That is like kind of the epiphany of like a satanic mindset is to divide, to separate. I am going to cause division between you. You will not be unified with your fellow man and it will cause uh, controversy because you are not of like mind. When people come together, you can move mountains, literally, metaphorically, what have you. Uh, And so it's kind of interesting that that is exactly what's going on. If they can keep Republicans and Democrats separate, if they can create these false issues, right, these lie of issues like changing the name of a company from Mr. Potato Head to Potato Head or boycotting a skunk or whatever the random thing is at the time, if we can create problems, right? And there are people that sit around creating problems because it creates division and division funds the world. If you can rouse people up into an emotional state, you can control them. Just like if you want to make someone drive like a maniac, tap your brakes on the freeway and make sure they can't get around you for a little while, then swap lanes and flip them off. You will send their day into a tailspin. If you want to control someone, tear them down, tell them that they aren't worth anything without you, tell them that the way they're doing it is wrong, they're never going to succeed or whatever, but with your help, you're going to build them back up. Look at cult leaders, look at powerful religious, uh, you know, I say emphasis on religious figures. Uh, Look at... Pretty much anyone who has tried to hold some kind of authority in the wrong way, who has tried to take authority, look at, uh, you know, pretty much every dictator. It's tear down to build its gaslighting at its core, and it is a controlling mechanism. And we're being gaslit by the government. We're being gaslit by the media. We're being gaslit by religious institutions, by each other, because that's what we're trained to do. If you stir people up, they're okay with giving up certain things if you stir people up and i'm not trying to sound like a right-wing crazy because i know you can start like saying like that gets borderline into like ooh anti-vax and and, like all that kind of stuff i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i'm trying to sit central on this you're telling people basically to think differently right there are real issues in the world covid was a real issue is a real issue you know like that's a real thing we can band together, we can find treatment for that. There's also a political agenda behind it too. Not just here in the US. There is money. There is these things that people can profit off of because where there is distress, there is someone willing to take advantage. Let's just be honest. Now, just like with, uh, I don't know, political correctness, there are real things. There is real racism. There is real uh sexism, phobia, sexism all of this is real and then there's the people that are intentionally rousing people up to get something for themselves out of it that's just the sad reality of people and if we allow others to control our emotions then we lose the ability to live a life freely in christ i'll say that again if you allow someone else to control your emotional state whether that be through information or proclamation or what have you, you lose the ability, you lose your freedom in Christ. Is it okay to react? Yes. Is it okay 
to have convictions, to have desires, to feel a passion to help the oppressed, to feel a passion to fight against racism. Yes, 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 all of that is good and valid. But when you are fighting against little things that don't matter, when you are pulling yourself out of the main picture and putting yourself in the little in the weeds, when you get caught up in the tiny little bits, you get covered in ticks. <laughs> and like, I don't know how else to say that. Like I said, because I pulled a tick off my leg last night because I had to get a Blood frisbee suckers. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you get caught up in the weeds, you get covered in a bunch of things just trying to suck the life out of you. You know, I like that analogy. If you get caught in the weeds, you get covered in ticks. So that's my analogy for you for the day. Long story short, keep your freedom in Christ. Keep your eyes on something bigger and more glorious and realize that you don't have to let something else control the way you feel and that those things don't necessarily change anything. Um, Once again, no one changes their opinion from arguing with someone online. Like that just doesn't do it. So there may be real issues, but all of the nonsense that go with it just take they're stealing from you it's sucking the life out of you without you even like knowing it's there and you've kind of just like we've become numb to that sensation to the point of thinking it's normal and then we wonder why we're walking around like brain dead drained zombies so wow okay that was fun um any, any closing thoughts elaine okay just remember that uh christ cared about all of these things that he also realized and commanded us to care about those things right too. but also realized that in many of these circumstances they did not control his reaction he reacted boldly when he needed to he reacted calmly when he needed to but he always kept his authority over his mindset and those things around him did not sway him because he was outside of that and allowed himself to stay outside of that. Anyway, we love you guys. Be brave. Be bold. Be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.